Hey everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. Today I'm talking about Plague Arcanist by Shami Stovall, the fourth book in the Frith Chronicles. So let's get Kieran with it. So uh, just to start off, this was a great book. I loved it. I thought it was very fast-paced and different enough from the previous books that it didn't feel like a repetition um, that these books can sometimes kind of fall into. So I was glad that that Shami shook it up a little bit, changed the crew, but still, you know, kept that same feeling of hope and determination throughout the whole book. Um, man, it takes place, you know, as you left off, as we left off in the last book, right after the kingdom Thronehold has been taken over and attacked. So I don't have much I can say without spoiling it. Besides, I loved it. I loved that we got to see more Karna. I, you know, you know, we know that Volk was leaving his fellow guildmates behind and you know i started to miss the interactions between him and the rest of the frith guild so i liked that as i was reading it i felt like man i really i want more of those older interactions they were they were so good maybe i didn't appreciate them as much or you know absence makes the heart grow fonder but either way they were good so let's just get into the spoiler section so be warned this is the whole book, and I'm going to try my best not to just recite every little thing that happens, because if we did that, we'd be spending quite a long time doing this book. So, we know from the last, you know, the last book that Volk has the plague, and that he is going to, you know, go crazy and lose his morals. So he and Adelgis and Fane, the pirate, have left and are going to search for Theason, Theason, Adelgis's dad. And, you know, we know that he is a confirmed evil man and a truly, truly horrible person. So, you know, good luck with that. Uh, I loved the interaction of Volk and Fane and Adelgis being on the ship, and Adelgis, who can't stop himself from hearing other people's thoughts, just how much that's kind of tweaked him into, like, saying whatever he wants out loud. And just coming off weird, like, oh, I don't, you know, what would happen if everybody, if somebody on this airship asphyxiated? That's not something you should say out loud there, it'll guess, like, that doesn't, like, make people want to trust you more. Um, just crazy, you know, crazy thought there, don't talk about killing everybody. Uh, one thing that I was a little bit eh, iffy on was that his dad, his actual dad, was on that pi the that mercenary ship. Uh, didn't, like, throw me out of the story completely, but I can't say that it, like, felt perfect. I feel like, I don't feel like there's any foreshadowing about what was going to happen to it, or any, like, hinting that his dad was going to be there, that we were even going to see his dad during this whole story, so... Yeah, that kind of threw me for a loop, but I got past it. Uh, his dad is a great imbuer, the blacksmith of the mercenary group. I thought that was a really nice touch that his dad was able to actually teach him stuff, that Volk is secure enough in his relationship with you know, his adopted father, that he's willing to meet and talk with his real father and get kind of his side of the story without just the typical, oh no, you abandoned me, I'll never listen to you, you hate me, kind of a thing. So that was... That was a good good thing I thought it had going for him. So let's continue on. You know, that was a good part. I loved just like them training on the on the boat and, you know, nobody trusting Volk, which is kind of unusual because everybody trusts Volk because he's such a good guy. Uh, so they get to where Volk's, or not Volk's father, but Adelgis's father was doing some research. And they learn that in the city there are the, well, how do I say this? Kefra. Kefra. 
and they are mystical creatures with the magic of renewal. And they believe that if they are able to find and bond one of these, that they can use that to cure the plague because they have a powerful healing ability, uh, you know, a renewal ability to renew people to how they were, both in the mind and in the soul. And while they are trying to figure out what happened to this, they learn that his father, you know, Edelgis's father has already left the city. And so they have Karna, the doppelganger Arcanist, pretend to be Thesen, and then they get into his lab and steal some notes. And a couple other things that are quite important later that we'll talk about. But while we're there, we steal that the sand that healed Edelgis, the pink sand and the the tan sand. And we learned that Edelgis, his father, has been killing the Kefet. Kefera and preventing them from coming back to life, which is crazy. There used to be hundreds of them. Now there's like 10 or less, you know, and that's just like, oh, just for experimentation. Like he knows what he was doing. It wasn't an accident. Although I have to say, I loved as they were leaving that and Karna was like, don't worry, I got revenge on him. And they're like, well, what'd you do? And he's like, well, I cut out all the holes in his pockets. And I shaved down one of the legs of his chair so it'll always be uneven and never straight. And I thought, that is hilarious because how annoying would it be to have to put your hands in your pockets and everything just falls right out the bottom of the pockets. (laughs) It made me laugh when I read that. So, long story short, they do manage to get someone, one of the Vethika, who is a mercenary with them, to bond the... Kefir again, but then they, you know, they realize that, hey, this isn't going to work. You know, I need more time to train, and by the time I get enough time to train, you're going to be too far gone in the plague to be saved. And so they're, okay, well, next we have to just keep following Thiazen, who has gone to the extraction site. Um, excuse me, we haven't heard anything about this extraction site. Like, can you, can I get a little more info? And we do get a little bit more info. It's amazing. So on their way there, they have to secure passage through the Lightning Straits. Uh, obviously a storm E area, lots of plague-ridden creatures, which is nothing new. But who does Volt get to have to get a ride with? None other than Callisto, the Dread Pirate. That was crazy interactions. It was very interesting. You know, we had a nice dichotomy of where nobody on the mercenary crew really trusted him because he had the plague. But on the pirate ship, you know, nobody cares. And all they care about is his ability to fight, which he proves. And then they, you know, suck up to him, basically. A lot of them do and try and get on his good side. Uh, Watching the fight between Callisto and Redbeard was great. I thought that was very well done and, and exciting. And then we get to the extraction site and we learn a ton. This last... 10-15% of the book was just so full of information, I don't know if I can even remember it all, but it was so good. So we learn that the Autark, who we've kind of heard about in the third book, and we heard a lot more about in the fourth book, this book, he's the one who's in charge of the second ascension, he's the one who started, you know, this magical plague, or at least started the idea of it in order to get people to come together. And we learn about another mystical creature, a Kirin, which allows you to bond two magical creatures not only do you get to have two magical creatures but your well two magical creatures your kirin and what other other magical creature you get to bond with you but your kirin will also boost the regular magic power of your other bond so it can be even more powerful than it normally would be and the autark the leader of this group actually has bonded a gold kirin which 
allows him to have three bonds, his Kirin and two others. What two others, you might ask? Well, the Autark plans to bond the World Serpent and the Soul Forge, the first and second of the mythical god creatures that we've been hearing about, which, by the way, I'm so glad that we got a full list of the god creatures. This is crazy. So, Let's back up just a few seconds here because we were at the extraction site and oh boy, if that's not something crazy, I don't know what is. So what do they find at the extraction site? What are they extracting? If you remember your list of gods, they are extracting the Apoch dragon, the th- the 13th mystical creature, or mi- you know, mystical godly creature that comes down to kill the other 12 mystical creatures and their bonded pair their bonded arcanist because they've done their work that they needed to do they've been digging this up that's uh horrible they just bad news i forgot to mention this earlier but volk does imbue an artifact level sword with his father and he uses some magical materials that he stole from theazen from the city with the kefera in it and it is actually bones or part of the Apoch dragon, which amazingly means that his sword cuts through all magic. Now just take a second and think about that. If you have magic protecting you, or are magic in any way, this sword hurts you uh, when he's swinging it and he slices through any arcanist or mystical creature. It's as if he's not slicing through anything at all. There is no resistance. That is amazing. So uh, he is talking with Theazen and Edelgis, and they're trying to say, okay, I'll cure you, but you have to give up letting, you know, the second ascension, basically, that you'll have to stay here and sleep until after they've done their plans. And Volk says, no, that's not going to work. I can't stand that. And Edelgis, you know, puts him to sleep anyway. But his father won't cure him until after the ascension. But he says, no, that's not going to work for me. I can't stand by and let these people die. And so he he knows that the plague is going to infect, you know, is infecting him. And it was so great to see the subtle shift in his personality as he starts to kind of descend into the plague. Because as we know, for Arcanus, it takes a little longer than it does for magical creatures to succumb. But you know, even he can notice it, that he's more angry, that he's less willing to forgive people. If You know, he has those moments where his inhibitions have just been loosed, and he's just like, no, I just want to, to kill. And he says, I'm going to fight this. And he is, you know, trying to fight his way out to save his friends, who he sent on ahead. And he's going up against three Dreadform Arcanists. And I loved this line. Okay, I called it, though. Like, before, every time, they're always talking about the cure. There's like, I found two cures. You know, fate's not going to give me a third cure. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You've only mentioned, you know, killing a Kefera, which you've obviously decided you don't want a bunch of them, which you don't want to do, which is fine. Or sitting out and letting Theazen cure you, which you obviously don't want to do as well, uh, because then the world will be destroyed and remade by these horrible people. But like, you know, a third for a third thing, if you achieve true form, you will be immune to the plague. And if you are immune... I would assume that means that when you have it and you become immune, that you're no longer affected by it because, of course, you're immune. And so, not realizing what he's doing, he achieves a true form nightmare, which was just amazing to watch and amazing to see happen in the book. 
Uh, I love the line right before he he cares he achieves it. It says he says, you know, I would rather die than watch another Arcanist fall. You know, what is the ideals of of the nightmares? They are knights who do who protect, who attack, who secure things, who help things. Uh, I loved it. You know, he was looking up at the stars, thinking he was going to die, and he achieves it. And Dreadform Nightmare is or true excuse me not dreadform nightmare dreadform nightmare would be scary i don't want to see a dreadform nightmare <laughs> that would be bad no a true form nightmare is crazy cool so his armor becomes more than just the regular plate armor it was before and not only that but it's adaptable he can adapt his armor to be anything he needs it to be his cape that he always had well that can just turn into wings and he can fly need a little bit sharper gauntlet hands well sure why not uh, it's amazing. He can fly around the battlefield. He has better control over his magic. He's actually able to produce a stable aura for the first time. Uh, it was quite impressive and amazing to watch. Just amazing. Now, of course, he's still dying <laughs> because he had taken too much, you know, health before and lost, you know, he'd lost too much blood before and that's not going to cure him. And so he is, you know, making the trek and he's like, well, you know, at least I saved my friends if I die. And then he sees his friends, you know, Ilya finds him and he's like, oh, and okay, this is another thing I didn't like. I liked that he tells Ilya he loves her. Now I know that she thinks he means, oh, I love you romantically, which I thought he meant, but then... Almost immediately, he goes to Addy and he says, hey, things are going to be different, you know, between us, implying that he wants to move forward with a relationship with her, which again, I don't want and I reject. I think she's much better suited. Atti and Adelgis, Hexa and Zaxis, Ilya and Volk, of course. Personal opinion, if you don't think that's right or you don't think it's good then you know take it up with me sometime you know i think that's the way for it to go oh another thought i just loved seeing zelfri's memories that edelgis had read previously and volk experiencing them through his dreams uh, that we see him kind of start as a young kid and we see him progress and go and then we see him you know make bad decisions and make good decisions and we learn a lot of things about everything so all in all i thought it was a great book i i enjoyed it immensely i am excited that we're back with the new the main crew i hope we continue to see more of karna and the mercenary group they were incredibly fun to hang out with for this book i'm glo so glad we learned so much in this book and i hope we learn so much more in the next one which is world serpent arcanist and just came out it is I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to read it soon. I hope you will as well. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. If you have any questions or comments, don't forget to send those to libromancypod at gmail.com. Like and follow if you enjoyed it. And always remember to help me cure the magic of books. 